You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Kids Health is brought to you by 136, National Home Doctor Service. 136 is Australia's largest network of home visiting doctors. So if you need urgent medical care but your GP is closed, make the call to 136. I'm not sure about you, but I find gastro one of the scarier words in the English language, mainly because it can be so debilitating. Of course, it's disgusting and awful. But when you're a parent, you know that it's likely to knock over the whole family in quick succession, which also means you might be the carer of everyone else whilst you're still very ill. Dr. Natalie Cristo is a GP and she's here to talk with us about gastro. Hi, Natalie. Hello. So how does gastro usually start? So most cases of gastro are caught by coming in contact with somebody else who has symptoms. Unfortunately, the symptoms can be very mild or just beginning when you've been in contact with that person. And so they didn't even realise they were coming down with gastro and hence everybody comes down with the same illness. Uh, it often goes through schools and childcare centres, um, people who've been in touch with swimming pools, things like that, um, is, you know, the way in which people come in contact with the virus. It is so contagious, isn't it? It feels like literally you hear someone has gastro and then you've got it. Why is it so contagious? The reason why it's so contagious is that it can just spread um, through touching. And so if you've touched your, you know, your hands and touched onto something else, the virus remains alive and then someone else comes along and touches that same surface and then they eat something, then they've ingested the virus as well. So you don't actually have to have visibly contaminated or dirty uh, implements or surfaces for you to realise that you're actually spreading the virus. Uh, But it means it's so much more important for hand washing and keeping surfaces as clean as possible. Now, I had the rather delightful experience of catching gastro in my first pregnancy. Um, Luckily, I was okay, but I've I've often wondered what happens if you catch gastro and you're breastfeeding? So the main issue with in gastro in children is dehydration. And because their bodies are so little, their amount of dehydration uh, quickly escalates and they can become very sick quickly. In a woman that's breastfeeding, their supply can drop quite quickly as well. And so therefore, a breastfeeding mum suddenly doesn't necessarily have the supply for their child. And if their child gets sick, even worse. Thankfully... There are alternatives, including you know, oral rehydration solutions like hydrolyte uh, and also formula, which can be used in children uh, who are breastfed. However, if your child is not taking their usual amounts of milk and becoming dehydrated, they should see a doctor. So hydrolyte, that's, you mean that for the mother, not the child? Uh, in children over six months of age, you can use hydrolyte and under a doctor's guidance, it can be considered in younger children. But definitely in children over six months of age, it's fine. So is it inevitable that you, as the parent, will get it as well if your children have it? Not necessarily, (laughs) but often. And the reason for that is that as parents, we often haven't been exposed to the virus for many years since we were kids ourselves. And so as a result, it's uh, the 
the, our immunity to these things is very reduced and therefore makes us susceptible. So it really depends on how often and how many times you've had gastro in the past as to whether or not you have the resistance against whatever is brought into the household. Oh dear, it's not as hopeful as I thought. Um, so how should we care for a child that's got gastro? So the most important thing is to keep is keeping their fluids up. Uh, as I mentioned, partic- you know, for children over six months of age, you know, uh, some regular hydrolyte, um, and again under the guidance with your GP on how much and how often is really important. And then keeping an eye on if they're keeping those fluids down and still passing wet nappies, um, etc., and whether or not they're looking well and still acting their usual self. So red flags or things that we'd want to look out for if they're becoming lethargic or listless, if they continue vomiting, if they're not keeping their fluid down um, or if they've got you know severe tummy pains, then they need to be reviewed. Is there any point in trying to get them to eat something? In the first 24 hours, the most important thing is just to keep fluids up. If a ch- an older child is interested in eating, then I would start with something dry and plain like toast, potatoes, those sort of things, and then gradually reintroducing their normal diet as they become well. How long, if a child's um, definitely had gastro, how long should they be off school or daycare? The usual recommendation is to keep them home at least 24 hours after the last episode of vomiting and diarrhoea. So pretty much you want to have a good day or two where they've been well before sending them back, just in case there's a small amount of the virus still lingering around. And I'm guessing that not many people do that, right? And that's why it gets so spread about. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. And and as I said, often these kids may vomit once or twice at daycare and that's how it's picked up in the first place, by which time they've already spread, spread it to half a dozen kids before mum arrives to pick them up. And, and saying that parents think, oh, their children is well, but they may still have a bit of a soft poo and think, oh, not too bad, but there may still be virus in that soft poo. And again, then it continues to spread through the daycare. So trying to keep them home as difficult as it is uh, for some parents, but as long as possible, really helps stop the spread. Now, gastro is pretty obvious. You've already mentioned the telltale signs when to see a doctor. Um, Is it an illness where we should be calling and asking if someone can come and see the child at home. I know that if my child was vomiting a lot, A, I wouldn't want to drag them to the doctors because they'd be so uncomfortable, but also that seems to be um, dangerous for other people. Yes, so this is where the, you know having a home doctor come to you after hours allows you, them to be seen and providing care in, within your own home and then once you know I think the child is starting to improve or if you've got any concerns the next day and you think your child's actually not getting any better it is still important to go and see your regular GP uh, just because they know all the past medical history and they can then do some you know if any follow-up tests are required but yeah it is really good in that after hours circumstance on weekends public holidays, etc., rather than sitting in an emergency department um, where you're exposing other people as well. It hasn't been pleasant, I'm sorry to say, Natalie, but thank you for all that information. No worries at all. That's GP Dr Natalie Caristo, and Kids Health is brought to you by 136 National Home Doctor Service. If you or a loved one needs urgent medical care but your GP is closed, make the call to 136. That's 137425 for a bulk build after hours doctor home visit.
You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.